0: This episode of the AT Tips cast is sponsored by Texthelp Systems. Texthelp has moved Read&Write Gold support features to the cloud with a new suite of web apps. The web apps work within browsers on iPad, iPod Touch, iPhone, and other mobile devices as well as PCs and Macs. The apps include Read&Write Web, which provides read aloud with dual color highlighting along with dictionary, picture dictionary, translator, and study skills for HTML web content. Ebook Reader, which allows users to search for, download, save, and read aloud Bookshare eBooks. Speech, which reads aloud typed or pasted text. And Dictionary, which provides text and image definitions for typed or pasted words. Call text help at 1-888-248-0652. Again, that's 1-888-248-0652. Or go to Texthelp.com for more information. <laughs> Hey, this is Dave Hohoulin from UCP Infinitech in Tinley Park, Illinois. You are watching and listening to the AT Tips cast. Welcome to the AT Tips cast, exploring and investigating the implementation of assistive technology in public schools and to try to take over the tri-state area. I'm your host, Chris Doofenschmutz. This is episode number 98, recorded on June 3rd, 2012. And you can't stop me either, Perry the Platypus. Let me give my evil dialogue so you know what's up while you're tied up over there. But first, the backstory. When I was a little boy, my mother never let me watch TV. It wasn't just TV she was against, it was every type of motion entertainment. Plays, musicals, radio dramas, even puppet shows were off limits. I grew up without a TV, and therefore everyone should grow up without a TV. It doesn't matter to me if there's a hidden benefit waiting to be unlocked inside that magical boob tube. Ha! Yes, that's right, I said boob. It means someone who isn't very smart. Why? What were you thinking, Perry the Platypus? I'll just point my television destructinator over here and... What? How did you get free, Perry the Platypus? No, that... Oh, you destroyed my television destructor, Nator! Curse you, bury the Plata Boy. Sometimes you learn about a strategy or intervention to try with students because it's been put through its paces. Either you know of research supporting the strategy, you know of others for whom the strategy's worked, or you have other sorts of evidence that support using the strategy. Having some knowledge that something will work almost always precedes implementing or recommending it. But occasionally, you have an idea first, and then you head out to see if there's any research or evidence supporting that idea. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened to me with one of the easiest reading strategies to implement. I was asked to help a student with autism improve his reading abilities. I went into the environment and did an observation just like always. In this case, the lesson started with a student watching a video on YouTube. After watching the brief video, the student transitioned to a table where he read aloud a passage to a teacher that helped and guided him along the way. The content in the passage was similar to that of the content in the video. I asked the teacher where she found the passage and she said it was from a sample of a state test she found online. She explained that she found the video afterward in order to try to match up the content so it would be relevant. That got me thinking. Was there a way the student could read the exact content, like a transcript of the video? And of course, there was. Captions. I wondered if, by simply turning on the captions and having them displayed on the screen, if that would help improve the student's reading ability. Before writing that as a recommendation in my report, and before recommending it to the IEP team, I wanted to see if there was any research out there supporting that claim. Sure enough, there was. In fact, research from as early as the mid-80s has shown that students who watch captioned videos improve their reading abilities. Seeing the words as they are spoken, or at least in proximity to when they're spoken, seems to improve literacy skills. Captions provide learners with an opportunity to experience printed words with the way they sound and within context for how they're used. The motion on the screen, paired with the audio, paired with the printed text, helps to bring together everything, just like, let's say, an interactive storybook app might. However, not every family has a computer, iPad, or some other mobile device, but most do have access to a television. Research also supports the notion that captions can help students who are learning English as a second language, just like anyone else. Students learning English as a second language show significant improvements in reading and listening comprehension, decoding, vocabulary acquisition, word recognition, and an overall motivation to read when exposed to video with captions. Furthermore, once a student has become an emergent reader reading sentences at a time, they can work on fluency and speed by turning the sound off and reading the text aloud. Depending on the show, this might be a challenge, but it can also prove to be a fun activity when students practice fluency skills using characters and maybe stories with which they're already familiar. You mean I could pretend I was famous by reading his lines? Yes. Yes, you could. Daddy, I know what we're going to do today! Hey! Where's Perry? There's even an organization called Captions for Literacy, with an advisory council consisting of a variety of different educators from institutions and universities all over the country. At the website captionsforliteracy.org, you'll find information on some of the research I was just talking about. And you'll find some more information on why the idea of turning on the captions works to improve the reading abilities of students. There are other initiatives out there, too, like the Read Captions Across America campaign started by the National Association of the Deaf in 2006 as part of the National Education Association's annual Read Across America initiative. I'm sure you heard of that. You can learn more over at bit.ly rcaa. That's bit.ly rcaa. And there you'll find more research and more materials you can use to spread the word about turning the captions on. Turning on the captions is an easy-to-do recommendation for the entire internet video, television-watching world, and that's why I'm calling it AT Tip number 285. If you want your children and students to be better readers, you should turn on the captions too. I wanted to say a big thank you to Dave Hohulan for the bumper you heard at the beginning of this episode. Check out the resources he shares over at myinfinitech.org. Also, if you ever get the chance, you should really try to go and see anything Dave presents. He's one of those presenters who inserts humor into his sessions, making the content he's presenting that much more memorable. I promise you'll enjoy it. Speaking of presentations, just a reminder that Beth Poss and I will be presenting a two-day pre-conference down at ATIA in Orlando, Florida on January 29th and January 30th, 2013 called Mission Possible, Proliferating a Culture of Universal Design for Learning. Registration is now open so you can read all about it and sign up over at bit.ly missionatia that's bit.ly slash Remember, you can sign up for each day separately, but we'd love to have you there for both days. There are only two episodes left before the end of Season 5. That's Episode 99, and then Episode 100. Until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive, may all your strategies be supportive, and may all your captions be turned on. We're turning on the captions, that's what we're doing.